You're listening to Shine On, a podcast presented by Solar Power Europe, the European Association for Solar Power. Join us as we shine a light on the latest developments in the solar sector. Hello and welcome to Shine On, a podcast presented by Solar Power Europe. I'm your host, Lucas Clark Memler, and in this new series, 100% Renewable Europe, I will talk with key figures representing different sectors of the energy transition about what is needed to reach a 100% renewables-based energy system. In this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Francesco Gattillo, Director EU Affairs and Policy from Eurobat, the Association of European Automotive and Industrial Battery Manufacturers. Welcome, Francesco. Hello, Lucas. Good morning, and uh, thank you very much for this invitation. Much appreciated. Well, thank you for being here. And why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and about the mission of Eurobat? Sure. So, as you can tell by my name, I am uh, Italian. I have a background in political science, and I've been living in Brussels now since 2013. So it's already been quite a while, and I've always worked on uh, policy-related issues. More specifically, I've been working with Eurobat since 2014. So in these uh, almost six years, well, I think I've developed quite uh, knowledge in terms of batteries, which I've found a fascinating sector. Now, some words about Eurobat. Eurobat is the Association of European Automotive and Industrial Battery Manufacturers. Our members uh, are European-based companies, so they all produce battery cells in Europe. We cover different technologies, actually all the technologies available on the market today, so lithium, lead, sodium, and nickel-based batteries. And in terms of applications, we work on every application for these batteries, actually, so from the automotive side, which cover the traditional starter battery, which is present in every car, to batteries for electric cars and for plug-in hybrid, for instance. We cover stationary storage, which is, of course, very relevant uh, for our discussion today. So the batteries to store energy at every level of the grid, but also off-grid and uninterruptible power supply to support the hospitals, for instance. And we work also motive power batteries, which are sometimes not very known. Uh, these are all the batteries used for industrial use. So, for instance, forklift, trains, material handling, trains, and so on. There is really a broad range of application for batteries. In terms of activities, of course, we promote the interest of the European uh, battery industry, and we cooperate with all stakeholders to have a supportive policy environment at European and uh, national level. That's great. Thank you for that detailed introduction. Um, let's move on now to the study. So from your perspective, what are the main benefits of a 100% renewables-based energy system? And perhaps what are some of the main challenges to achieving this? Well, I, I think one of the benefits is actually quite obvious, uh, which is to make sure that we can still live on this planet, that it is still uh, habitable, of course. We have some uh, deal to respect uh, in the Paris Agreement. Uh, we need to achieve uh, a 1.5 degrees increase, no more than that. So 100% renewable energy system uh, will allow to do that, provided that uh, we move to that uh, in a timely and speedy way. Then, of course, there are important benefits in terms of energy independence, because right now we are highly dependent on imports of uh, fossil fuels, uh, being coal, being uh, gas, being uh, oil. So 
that will be a benefit provided that we invest enough in renewables and storage technologies. But there is also an important benefit in terms of public health uh, regarding air quality, for instance, which is also related to the electrification of heating and transport sectors. In terms of the challenges, uh, focusing more on storage, which is my area of expertise, I think what we really need is the political will and the support from the public opinion to move towards these 100% renewable energy system. We need, of course, investments to move to that because it is not so easy to turn completely an energy transport and heating system. So the necessary investment will need to be made. And we need to solve some regulatory barriers for storage, both at European and the national level. I think also one challenge will be really the speed of the transition, because as the report shows, there are differences in terms of outcome between the moderate and the leadership scenario. And I think that we need to fasten the transition. Overall, I think the report is great, uh, because now with Paris Agreement and the Green Deal, we have decided where we want to go. Now we have to talk about how the system should uh, look like and how we will move to that target. So the report, uh, I think, is really a great start. Exactly. And as you know from the report, batteries were one of the stars of the show. And due to their rapidly decreasing costs, are set to provide up to 70% of electricity storage under a 100% renewables-based energy system. So I'm wondering from your perspective, from today... What does the sector need to do to prepare for such a, a massive surge in demand? Well, I think, first of all, we need an industrial strategy. Partially, we already have it because the European Battery Alliance was launched in 2017. And it really focused on the key pillars uh, that we need to achieve to really have production here in Europe and to achieve that 70% target. So we need to work a lot on research and development. Because, I mean, since I joined six years ago, batteries really became incredibly more efficient. They had an incredible decrease in terms of cost, and also the energy density increased a lot. But we think that there is still a lot of potential for improvement for all current technologies available on the market. Then, of course, we need research and development also to develop new battery chemistries. And uh, we saw that there were investments in the past, but perhaps not enough. And now, if we really want Europe to be the leader, we need to invest heavily in research and development, both from the private and the public sector. In terms of production capacity, the Battery Alliance estimated that 250 billion annual market value by 2025, all due to batteries. So what we need is to build gigafactory in, in Europe and to manufacture those batteries here. And as I mentioned, Battery Alliance was a great tool in this sense. But one last thing that we really need, and we need it fast, is to have a coherent regulatory framework, which is not the case today. So we need to make sure that we produce sustainable batteries here in Europe and, and that we support the industry in doing so. The study also shows that the bulk of electricity storage output will be supplied by prosumer and utility scale batteries. Uh, reaching up to 97 percent by 2050. From a support side level, what kind of support would the sector need on an EU or national scale to meet this very high target? Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was talking about when I mentioned mm -hmm. the coherent regulatory framework. Today, we have a problem of overlapping legislation. When I look at the production and recycling side, for instance, we have the batteries directive and the end-of-life vehicles directive. So we have 
unclear rules. And we have a problem of unfair treatment in the market, actually. Uh, so we are not in a situation where storage is promoted. Actually, storage is refrained today because we still have the issue of double grid fees. So if you have a storage system in some countries, you have to pay the grid fees twice. Once when you inject electricity into the grid and another time when you take electricity from the grid. Ancillary services are sometimes not even remunerated. So these are all barriers that need to be addressed. And uh, that is why we are calling for a fast implementation of the clean energy package. From the point of view of production, uh, we think that uh, we need... uh, a speedy proposal on batteries legislative framework and to overcome these overlaps for sure. And your association represents battery manufacturers that make use of a number of different technologies for electrochemical storage. Could you tell us briefly how you see the role of the various battery technologies contributing to the energy transition? Sure. As you can see already from the number of applications that I showed, the, the battery market is a very diverse one. All applications require different characteristics. That's why we still have different battery technologies competing on the market because there is no one size fits all in the battery industry. You really need to have them all. So if I talk about the single one, LED, for instance, is a very established technology. It is fully recyclable. It has a low cost. And for instance, it is the technology of choice for starter batteries. It is used in new, in an interruptible power supply, motive power, and in stationary storage. Lithium, on the other hand, has the advantage of having very high energy density and long lifetime. It is scalable. And it is the technology of choice for electric cars and also for energy storage. We are seeing more and more developments and application for lithium. Nickel, for instance, uh, it's also a very important one because it is very robust. It has a high lifetime. And uh, uh, if you need to have the application in very harsh uh, climate conditions, very low temperature, very high temperature, uh, NICAD is usually the technology of choice. So you see that you have a niche for every technology, and that's why they are all important for the energy transition. Definitely. So perhaps now a more of a personal question. Uh, You've been with Eurobat for almost six years, as you've said, and I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about how the sector has changed during this time and if there's been any developments that have surprised you. Well, I have to say that the the sector changed quite a lot. From the industrial Mm. side, we saw uh, new players entering into the market. Six years ago, it was really focused on uh, traditional battery manufacturers, let's say. Now we see also energy players and car makers moving into the battery sector. So this is already an important change. But if I look really at the broader acceptance of batteries, now batteries are the talk of the town. We have the Battery Alliance. Uh, we have uh, everyone in the parliament now has an opinion about the batteries. While honestly, six years ago, when I was talking about batteries, the, most people didn't really know uh, what to do with them, uh, the different technologies that were available. So there was much more ignorance. Now we have this broader acceptance. And actually, it's much easier to have uh, meetings with stakeholders right now because Everyone is interested in batteries. It is a very sexy topic. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But if I look at technical developments, actually, we had an evolution. 
So we had a very important price decrease. We have now better performances. We have higher energy density, but we never saw a revolution in the past six years. Uh, before this call, I looked at uh, a couple of reports that we have prepared in 2014 and 2015. And all the elements that uh, we are discussing today, also the most uh, uh, let's say innovative one like second life of batteries, uh, vehicle to grid, uh, the role of prosumers were already there. So we were already talking about these key developments. And honestly, I do not expect a big change in terms of technologies in the years to come. There will be a speedy evolution, price decrease, uh, uh, better performances. This will continue to go on. And with large scale production, I'm sure that we will have uh, better batteries in the end, but revolutions, I do not expect them. And uh, the batteries that we have today are already good enough to serve in the energy transition. So with the evolution that we will see in the next years, I expect they will be even more useful and more needed, actually, as your report is proving. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Now, we received many questions from attendees of our webinar on the 100% Renewable Europe study, and I'm wondering if you would be open to answering one of them. Sure. Okay, that's great. So here's one that's specifically on batteries. Uh, maybe a general question, but still helpful for our listeners. What are the latest trends in battery storage? So if you could talk about perhaps just the most innovative or the latest developments in this technology. Well, I think one of, at least from a personal point of view, one of the key things for me and one of the latest trends is the increased role of uh, consumers, which are turning into prosumers. This is really a revolution, not in the terms of the technology itself, but it is a revolution in terms of how people and consumers are looking at their energy consumption. So providing services to the grid, perhaps coupling your solar panel on the roof uh, with a battery in the garage so that uh, you have increased self-consumption, increased self-production, and perhaps also coupled with, uh, with an electric car so that uh, your house and your transport are fully green. These are incredible trends and uh, amazing developments. Also, the point on energy communities, for instance, it is something that we are really looking at with a lot of interest. If I look at uh, the battery itself, as I mentioned, we have a lot of research and development ongoing to improve energy density and lifetime. There is a lot of research to develop solid-state batteries, which are perceived as the holy grail of batteries. And we hope to see something like that in the next five to ten years. There is already a lot of research ongoing on this. And actually, I, I would like to take this opportunity to do a bit of marketing because we will have a paper on uh, the innovation in the battery sector published uh, by Eurobat in the next weeks, and we will have a launch event on 5th of June. So this will be an excellent occasion to learn a bit more about the research potential of each uh, battery technology. And of course, the webinar is open to everyone. Yes, yes. Well, we'll eagerly uh, wait to read that. As a final question, and perhaps ending on more of a fun note, if you could recommend to our listeners a book or documentary or TV show or, or some kind of content that has been important for you that sheds light on the energy transition and perhaps discusses the role of storage or batteries. 
Yes. I have to say that there is not much out there for the general public on batteries. I remember an interesting documentary on Netflix, which was named Search for the Super Battery. It was quite interesting, focused a lot on research, but it is quite old because it is from 2017 and three years in batteries development is really a lot. I think mm. it's not on a Netflix catalog any longer, but it is still available on YouTube. So from that point of view, I don't think that we have something like uh, The Last Dance uh, or the Chicago Bulls documentary for batteries and for <laughs> And it would be great to have something like that. And I'm really looking forward to, to have uh, some, some production from Netflix on that. More on the, let's say, traditional side, I learned a lot when I joined Eurobat from the Joint Research Center of the European Commission and the reports from IRENA, so uh, the International Renewable Agency, because those reports were really interesting. But of course, we are not talking about uh, reports for the public, even if I have to say I do not have a technical background. So if I was able to really uh, take advantage of those, I'm sure that uh, a lot of people will also understand those. And uh, finally, of course, the Eurobat uh, website has a lot of information, and we're also having a dedicated campaign uh, on uh, lead-based batteries, specifically named Charge the Future. So all these sources, I think, are great sources to start learning more about the role of batteries. Well, that's wonderful. I will add all of those to my lists, and I'm sure our listeners will search that out as well. Well, I just want to say thank you, Francesco, for an incredibly uh, informative interview, and I appreciate your time. Thank you, Lucas, and uh, look forward to speak again. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Solar Power Europe's report, 100% Renewable Europe, reveals the steps needed to fully decarbonize the economy before 2050. Increasing the level of electrification across sectors means an increased demand for storage. And the study shows that a combination of storage technologies will cover energy demand throughout the transition period, with shares of batteries potentially reaching up to 70%. Read the full report and find out more about Europe's future energy system at solarpowereurope.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, shine on.